This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. Aw, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... You're going back to Camp Blood, ain't ya? This is evil. (laughs) In the back room. And uh, again, we are continuing our arduous trek through Camp Blood, if you will. Another week, another podcast, and a shitload more bodies this week. Goddamn. Do they not bullshit when they say the body count continues? Does it continue and then some? Holy moly. There are a lot of dead bodies. Uh, and, you know, let's go ahead. The cat's out of the bag. Tom Savini did not return to do the effects for part two because I believe he was doing The Burning, which is a he Friday was. the 13th ripoff. <laughs> so he was doing a ripoff of a ripoff. And like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to do the other ripoff this week. <laughs> and, uh... I gotta say, you know, as as iconic as the effects are in the burning, because they're really good. You know, don't get me wrong, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But boy, howdy, the effects in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two don't get enough love. They're pretty uh, reserved as far as like splatter goes, but there's some good stuff. Well, because I don't remember any of it being on the first movie, but I remember it being in this one where uh, they didn't, they weren't getting like excessively. Dragged over the coals with the uh, with the R rating, uh, blood splatter and stuff like they would like with Part Seven, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I know that there were stories where things started here, like the infamous shish kebab oh, uh, kill that we get in this one was initially supposed to be longer and more like she's the girl underneath is trying to push trying to push dude off but can't because they're fucking skewered together. <laughs> so. Uh, I can't remember if that was 100% like either it was too much and they decided not to or they're like, oh, we can't quite do that. That's a bit much. We probably can't squeeze an R rating in with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, going to go ahead and call it out. They they say they never saw um, Bay of Blood, a.k.a. Uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve, the Mario Bava film. But I'm going to call them out on it. I'm going to call them ah. out on it. It's... That kill is almost fucking verbatim, dude. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, do you believe Adam Green with uh, the Nightbreed and uh, <laughs> the, his movie? I, I don't know what you're talking about. That he had never seen Nightbreed? That he wasn't tying Nightbreed to, uh, I'm blanking on the fucking Oh, title. Digging Up the Marrow? Yeah, Digging Up the Marrow. Like, they're, that someone's like, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between the two. And he's like, fuck, I didn't think about that. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't believe that at all. He knew. He's, you know what I mean. He's a he's a Nightbreed fan. How do you how do you let I'm that sure, but do a whole you movie? Can't, sometimes you can't see the the forest through the trees, man. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> fuck, we did make that movie. <laughs> yeah, like is. I'm sure people. Some people might be saying when Tapehead's done, they're like, a little bit of hatchet in there, huh? And they're like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> straight, straight up. Oh, we're- <laughs> On record now, like it's like hatchet, motherfucker. Yeah, it's fun, like hatchet. Um, and and uh, so we're back at you know we're back at not Camp Noby Bosco this time, 
uh, filmed in a completely different location. Uh, and this is supposedly the other side of the lake. This is a this is a uh, counselor training grounds, which yeah, we train them on one side. We train them on this side of the lake, and then they're working on the other side of the lake. <laughs> don't it? cross those. Don't cross those streams either. Don't let no trainees be wandering over into the professional grounds. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense that there's so many camp. How big is this fucking lake, right? Like, so many camp-related <laughs> things. It's big enough to have campgrounds, training grounds for campgrounds, and summer homes. We'll mm-hmm. find out. Yes, apparently. So. Um, also, halfway house is not too far away either. <laughs> yeah, walking distance or, or dirt bike distance. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get anywhere on a dirt bike in Crystal Lake. <laughs> Which, damn it, why didn't we get dirt bikes in the Friday the 13th game? But that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother podcast episode. We didn't we didn't get a lot of things in Friday the 13th right the game. Now. Thanks, Friday the 13th the game lawsuit and whoever is responsible. I can't say one part. Fuck you, Victor Miller. Because. No. <laughs> We already made that video, sir. Yeah, I already, already <laughs> cried about that. I'm not going to cry about it too much. I'm just, you know, hopefully it all resolves itself and uh, the fans can finally get some stuff that isn't just, you know, fan One of films. these days. I don't know what's going to be longer, the the decade before Freddy vs. Jason or before we actually have a Friday the 13th lawsuit that's settled. Cause <laughs> I thought for sure a year ago that this shit would have been done by now because fucking Halloween coming out and just taking the slasher genre back it's mm-hmm. like they're missing on money but of course here we are getting ready gearing up for halloween kills in a couple months so i mean there's still time but they're they're man they're just leaving money on the table they are and uh, uh that's just that's just negligence you know shake hands deal with it agree disagree whatever give whoever the amount of money they want and shut the fuck up it's a giant giant cash cow but, uh, you know, I didn't go to law school. I'm a fucking idiot, so I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I do know is we're covering Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, now we actually do get Jason. Uh, muddy as it is, it's still awesome. So, <laughs> Evil, you want to give the folks at home a brief plot synopsis of what goes down in Friday the 13th Part 2. And then we'll start talking. Well, this movie takes place a whole five years after the events of the first film. After present day. So, 2026? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been 2026 this movie's taking place. And apparently five years after Alice is still having the most uh, violent of night terror dreams. <laughs> that recap uh, an entire to, movie. <laughs> yeah, that recaps the entire... We're going to deal with a lot of that for the first several movies as we're going to get previously on Friday the 13th <laughs> stories. It's going to be very much soap opera-esque in the opening. So yes. if you haven't seen the previous movie, don't fucking worry. Uh, we'll catch you up. We will yeah. definitely catch you up. But apparently Jason is a real full-grown man now somehow, some way. <laughs> decides to follow uh, Alice from wherever the fuck she is to wherever she ends up. And uh Stabs her with a screwdriver on the side of the ice head. Pick, ice pick. Ice pick. Looks like a screwdriver to me. And then returns to his uh, shanty shack in the woods of Crystal Lake to where kids are getting trained to be counselors. I don't know what the fuck for or why still. They're like, shit, kids died here. Kids tried to reopen this shit. More kids died here. Like, fuck it, we're going to keep trying. 
Like, if a serial killer house gets raided, they just tear that fucking thing down. But this lake is like, nope, we're going to try to keep fucking operating regardless of what's going on. Apparently, the mayor of Crystal Lake is the fucking mayor of Jaws. Like that. Yeah. (laughs) Summer camps is how we make our money. (laughs) (laughs) Summer dollars. We need summer dollars. Mm -hmm. So we have this training ground for all these counselors, and there's a fucking army of them. Yeah, there are. And you're thinking, holy Jesus, Jason's got a lot of work cut out for him. But thankfully, half of these kids go into the local watering hole slash gambling <laughs> establishment. So that takes half of the crew out, which leaves a more kind of, you know... Conservative number. Yeah, a conservative number of counselors for, for Jason to hack and slash his way through with his uh, uh, Phantom Killer getup, which mm-hmm. it was inspired by the Texarkana Phantom Killer with the sack on the head, running around with one eye hole, uh, doing his thing. And then... Just like the previous movie, we end in a nice slow motion bit where Jason's going to get hacked with a machete. We think he's dead. And then we get that last jump scare and we wonder, where the fuck is Paul? <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. Let's, uh, let's, let's address it. Do you think Paul's dead? I'm going to say Paul's dead. I have no fucking idea because much because I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck is Paul? Someone's in the fucking room, Paul. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know in this movie. Like, who the fuck's dog is that that is ripped open and apart? Is that one of Michael Myers' fucking meals? Did he get hungry around Camp Crystal Lake? That wasn't a dog, even though it has the same fucking like ribbon and the hair and everything. Muffin yeah. the dog. Is the, is the jump through the window, did that really happen? Did it not really happen? How did Jason change his entire wardrobe and lose his tufts of hair between parts two and three, which Cancer. is essentially no time has passed, but that's something to bring up when we get to the next movie. I was going to say, he's real self-conscious about it, and you brought it up, you dick. He's got he's got melanoma. <laughs> he's, he's very Mountain Man-looking-esque. He looks uh, like between... Between like a Bigfoot and the hills have eyes kind oh, yeah. of look with when he has that sack pulled off his head. But when he's wearing that sack, of course, it's they're totally, totally ripping off the uh, Phantom Killer from uh, the town that dreaded sundown because that was a an underground kind of hit real mm-hmm. killer that kind of did shit around the area had the same uh, sack on his head. So like, let's just take that and use that as an idea. It, it works. It's a it's, it's effective. A, it's effective. It's effective. We don't, I have no idea how Jason goes from a child that is supposedly dead to a full-grown adult, unless I'm going under that mindset of, well, just like in the uh, the reboot, that he didn't die, that he washed downstream, came out of the lake, and then just lived in the fucking woods because he's too uh, stupid mentally to get home. challenged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a mentally challenged boy and decides to live in the woods for the rest of his life, off the land. And steal shit and build his own shack out in the woods with his own... I don't know how the fuck he got a toilet all the way out there. <laughs> Stole it from, uh, you know, Noby Bosco or what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, he he has his uh, his retard strength just ripping a toilet off of the fucking <laughs> ground and take this home and poop in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that's the other thing is like, why wouldn't he just uh, live in the abandoned Camp Crystal Lake campground? Why wouldn't you build a latrine kind of thing? Why would you? What are you gonna do shitting in a toilet out in the woods? They don't have no pipelines. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why didn't he just? Why? Why wouldn't he just? Uh, you know, inhabit one of the cabins 
at, at uh, Camp Crystal Lake because it would have it. Ha- there was a bathhouse. He killed he killed uh, what's her name? Vicky or Sally or whatever the fuck her name was. <laughs> Sally. He killed Vicky and Sally. Yeah, Vicky, Sally. Uh, he killed them all. But, you know, I mean, no. Jason is in this movie. Uh, like you said, he's got a mountain man look. But uh, there's a there's a certain level of intelligence to him, which one thing you got to think of is, like you said, he built a house. So he was smart enough to build some form of shelter. And uh, he's smart enough to understand the fact that his mom is dead and built a shrine for her and go go miles away to exact revenge. Um, But then he's also smart enough to be very Pamela Voorhees-esque. It's not Jason Voorhees-esque, it's Pamela Voorhees, because she did it first. Uh, stringing up bodies and using them as, uh, you know, kind of his own little twisted amusement to uh, jolt uh, survivors <laughs> that come across these bodies. Yeah, he may not have the ability to drive a car <laughs> or uh, problem-solving skills or realize that yanking a toilet out of the bathroom <laughs> is not going to provide you with a bathroom in the middle of the fucking woods. Uh, but by golly, he knows how to slice up a teenager and string him up in a tree kind of thing. <laughs> Damn right. He knows how to put a snare out for people to get caught up in. <laughs> Goddamn Paul and his wilderness shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not Paul. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was Mr. Voorhees himself. That's and Mr. Voorhees, and this is, for the next several films, we're going to get a motif where you're going to see Jason running. And uh, there's a, I feel there's a, kind of, there's a divide between fans. There's fans that like running Jason, that think that's more scary, and there's some that like the methodic, stalking, one-speed Jason that just has his uh, morphing capabilities. Where do and, you stand on that? Uh, you know, just like the uh, Monster Squad and Goonies thing, I can be in both camps. Right. It depends uh, on the film, right? So it's okay. Yeah. Like, there's... This and the next movie have one scene where he's running, and it's it, it's creepy and really fucking, like, unnerving to me. And this one, it's uh, when you see him uh, in through the window of his shack, and he's running towards mm-hmm. the shack... And your character on screen has no idea this thing is barreling towards him at 100 miles an hour. Uh, that's that's uber effective. And I like in the next one where the dream sequence where he's looking out the window. Oh, yeah, that's good. And blows through the door. That's that's good running Jason. Mm-hmm. The rest of the run, time running Jason, not not as much. He wouldn't be creepy running again until we get to the, the remake. Mm, I, I disagree. I, I You know, I'm a Ted White guy, so <laughs> I, I like all the running... Or you know, kind of trotting that he does because he, he takes Ted the knee trots. injury. Yeah, because he yeah. takes he takes the knee injury in three. So, Old football injury. Mm-hmm. So he ran, uh, scored four touchdowns in one game <laughs> for Polkai. <laughs> Fucking go Polkai! Uh, married with children reference, deep cut. And um, <laughs> yeah, so in this movie, he's very uh, vulnerable. It's not you know what I mean. Like you get to the later Friday films, and you know. You know, like no, he gets into no boxing chips in that armor. Yeah, he gets in a boxing match and he just takes it or or whatever. But in this movie, you know, a, a well placed knee to the groin puts him down, and uh, you know he can be outran and he can be tricked. You can you can only see one eye, but that eye is terrified when that chainsaw is coming after him. He's like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I fucked up. I don't want no part of this shit, Ricky Bobby. 
But this this also is where we get a little bit of a uh, of the supernatural or incredibly insane athlete Jason because mm-hmm. as, as Colt Forty Five uh, when they did the their review of these movies brought up uh, one of the most infamous kills in the fucking franchise and they will play the shit out of this in the future movies. Yes, they will. Is the dude in the is the dude in the wheelchair who is looking one direction, hears something behind him. Then gets a machete to the face somehow. So we're assuming Jason did a fucking flip jump over the wheelchair, impaled this kid in the face with a machete, and then the kid proceeds to fall down the Surf Ninjas level amount of stairs (laughs) that just go on forever. And ever. And it's an incredible shot, and that's the one of the only times I bet something just didn't happen or work right towards the end of that. Because they just freeze frame at one point and shriek to white. Meow. Something they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Something they don't really do in the, the the rest of the kills at all in the series, but they did right there, and it's it's effective. But I'm like, what the fuck went wrong? At that, that body point? fell off of that fucking wheelchair <laughs> straight up. Oh, well, we can tell it's a dummy. Just cut it there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But that is one of the most effective kills in the movie. And you're right. When you break it down and analyze it, it's like, well, where was Jason? Because, uh, you know, in in the geography of that porch, which uh, I'm going to go back to the game because we've explored that porch. There's, it's a it's a straight shot. So, yeah, you, and it's elevated. No, yeah, there's no place for him to have hidden unless he came out of the door. Super ninja <laughs> quiet. He he crawled up the side of the si- the siding, and then he's actually facing facing dude and he throws a rock over to get his attention to look behind him and then he just runs full blast and throws the machete at the last second yeah. like it's a real game of chance yeah it has it's like when you break it down logistically it is the most nonsensical fucking kill in the franchise really it's like what the fuck where did that even come from um but this movie is not unlike the original with the fact that it does do the uh a lot of pov shots a lot of uh, just Jason's hands or uh, a lot of just, you know, the characters looking at the camera and screaming. And uh, it's not until later in the film where we get more of an ironclad look at Jason. Sure, we get glimpses, like when the police officer is killed and Jason kind of does the, the run across the street or whatever. He they totally pull off some Patterson Gimli Bigfoot footage with him just scampering across the road. What was that? <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> if I was that sheriff, I just would have kept fucking going, man. <laughs> Why am I going to stop my car and chase after that in the woods? Yeah, like, Plus, that dude hasn't has a run in at least 20 years, so he's not going to catch this dude. I love when he stops by the puddle and wipes the sweat from his brow. That's probably my favorite thing because it's like to should the be, beat. <laughs> he should be. We should just re-edit that and reinsert the kid from uh, Little Giants, the one that breathes <laughs> uh, all fucking weird and heavy, like hey, 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 and just cut that into that fucking sheriff running. <laughs> That's awesome. And, <laughs> but it does. It does do that a lot in this movie, where it's just it's quick glimpses of Jason. To you know, they they really don't. Uh, blow their wad early in this movie. They it's not until Jason lives where Jason is on camera a bunch and like in broad daylight and things like that. So 
this movie does a really good job of kind of building the suspense. And then also, like you said, we get the previously on Friday the 13th um, thing at the beginning with Alice's um, dream sequence, flashback, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then... (laughs) Her night terror. (laughs) We get our first campfire tale of Jason in this movie. Yeah, it's... And that's another shot that they'll use that that little that tidbit scene uh, for for many movies to come because it's it's a it's a fun little shot, good 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 storytelling of a campfire tale. I'm gonna give it to and you it straight sets, about Jason. <laughs> yeah, it sets a good sets a good campy tone uh, for everything, and then you're introduced into this new group of meat that's gonna be dispatched in this movie, which includes uh, our lead there, Paul. We got our wheelchair dude, Mark, the chick who, yeah, Mark, the chick who wants to bang the wheelchair dude. I just call her. Uh, I think her name is Sandra. No, Sandra's the other girl, but uh, uh, she's just she's just brown brown panties, you know. Which I had to clarify it for Colt, and I'll do it again here. It's like she, yeah, had the brown. She changed into the brown undergarments because Satin panties because the colors matched. And that's a weird thing that are, is important to some females is, yeah, I may have this color bra, these color drawers, but I, they need to match to give a good first impression. That's weird. But then, you know, she sprays uh, perfume on her hoo-ha. So, like... Who hasn't done that? Uh, yeah, you know, but it stings a little. <laughs> so, pain pain comes with a little bit of pleasure, man. <laughs> is this Hellraiser? What's happening? <laughs> You know, he's not wrong. What's your pleasure, sir? You like to spray perfume on my nuts. <laughs> perfume on the hoo-ha. Um, Cheap as possible, please. Yeah, <laughs> that dollar store fucking perfume. Yeah, if you can get it, you can, you can get a gallon for under five bucks. That'd be sweet. <laughs> uh, and that's another thing that I, I never really caught on, onto until I was a little bit older. Um, the fact that Paul goes to sleep with Jenny and then the next morning she wakes up and he writes in lipstick on the mirror you know beware of bears is because uh, they didn't get to sleep together because she was on her period and I, that that, has, that flew over my head for fucking years and I'm like oh I get it or or she denied him and he's all fucking butthurt the next day he's like you must be fucking right beware of bears <laughs> bitch not giving me none yeah. Paul is kind of a little bitch just to be you know be and honest yeah, about you, it you just brought her up and I she's cool I have nothing against her but I had no idea that Jenny has such the fucking fan base that so many people are like that is our favorite final girl of this franchise oh, Amy I can kind of get it She's got some uh, some uh, Nancy qualities from Nightmare on Elm Street. She's very problem solving esque and facing facing things. But mm-hmm. I just I had no idea of all the females that come and go in this series that a lot of people are like Jenny is our true and blue final girl. Well, and she's you know uh, I hate to be that guy, but you know she's very attractive, and uh, <laughs> that that kind of that kind of will persuade you a little bit she's she's easy on the eyes uh she's very sympathetic towards the fact that uh you know he might 
still be out there. That whole scene at the bar. Um, and she figures it out and she outsmarts him. She's the, you know, she is very Nancy in that aspect, right? She's the first person to trick Jason. So, yeah, I can totally see that. Which uh, will sidetrack slowly a, li- a little bit here into something we'll talk about when we get to the game. But we use her and a reference when we're playing Friday the 13th, the game, because uh, the the campground that they use here is, is in the movie is called the Pakanak uh, campsite, the Pakanak Lodge. Which they copy to the to the letter for the game, mm-hmm. and a cabin just just outside of where the big Pakanak Lodge is. There's a certain staircase to this cabin that, if you were to let's say hijack one of the cars and park it in front of the stairs, <laughs> you can jump through a window. And Jason is kind of fucked. He can't can't come in and kill you. And we've uh, affectionately referred to that now as the uh, child psychology cabin. Yes. Whenever we're referencing. We haven't named any other cabins anywhere else in the entire game, but we did reference, like, where are you at? Like, near child psychology. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And that is is one of the funnest things to do is to uh, (laughs) park a car there and just make Jason wait the time out. Because nothing he can do. (laughs) Can't do shit. And it's glorious. (laughs) Glorious. We have exposed him. Um, <laughs> you don't want us exposing him. <laughs> we were talking just about uh, Jenny being uh, the ultimate fan favorite final girl of a lot of people in the series. So I don't know where how she ranks on on yours. She's up there, but uh, you know, I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get into that in in some other in some other episodes because my fi- my favorite final girls. Down the road. Not happened yet. Yeah, not happened yet. But uh, I don't know if we'll get to a official ranking of the whole series. Maybe we'll try that when we get to the very, very end. But this is not far behind the first movie as far as uh, as much as I get to watching it. It's not a, again, not a bad movie. Don't have nothing against it. Enjoy it when I do watch it. But it's not also when I get to a great number of times. It's, it, it is Jason, and it's got the Jason setup and formula, but... I don't know for unknown reasons. I can't. It's just the mask, right? Yeah, it's like I just I don't get to it as much as the other ones do. Mm. So it's right behind the first movie as far as the ones that I rewatch. I watch two quite a bit. I think three is probably pretty low on my totem pole. But uh, what I was gonna say is, let's just go ahead and uh, let's debate this right now. Uh, does Jenny? pee under the bed or is that rat pee oh because i think we've talked about this off air uh that is straight up jenny piss <laughs> jenny i don't piss. know how much a rat piss does but <laughs> how much a rat how much a rat pisses i don't know how much a rat pisses but it cannot be that much and why would he get all the way there and then rats piss with like if they're scared or some shit that rat doesn't give a fuck Jenny is scared as fuck, so that's Jenny pissing herself there. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's right, debating. Right, well. Whoever's debating that it's not Jenny's piss, uh, you full of shit. <laughs> that is Jenny Which, piss. This is another one of my all-time favorite scenes in any Friday the 13th, really, is uh, Jason being super cunning, air quotes, <laughs> by standing on top of that chair. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Something you wouldn't see Kane Hodder doing at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would he would break that chair in half and stab the legs through the bed and kill Jenny. Yeah, I would I would love to see Kane Hodder's uh, Part Seven Jason standing on a fucking chair to fool somebody that's underneath a bed. Like, 
on on nimbly bimbly. Yeah, like standing on one <laughs> leg, balancing the other leg in the air, like some fucking karate kid shit, ready to drop like a, <laughs> a, a high knee down on the neck or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, You're it's one of those it. scenes where you, just take that moment yeah, and then digest that and picture it. It's just one of those scenes where you're like, man, that is some silly shit. But I will say, um, with like my memories of the Friday the 13th franchise, this is like, we go back to like the summer when I was about nine or 10 years old. Um, this would always be included in like the, uh, Rhonda Shear or Gilbert Godfrey mm. or, uh, uh, even Joe Bob, whenever he would do like a bunch of Friday the 13th, you know, two would be one of them. It would go one, two, and whatever else. But uh, that's how I would always like my Friday night or my Saturday night. I would get get all settled in for a Friday the 13th marathon. And so I just remember watching this TV edit of this so many times until it had to have been ha- Halloween in around that time when I was either 9, 10, somewhere around there, and convincing my parents to let me get Friday the 13th Part 2 on VHS so then I could finally see it uncut. Mm. Um, but so growing up, you know, around that time, from 9, 10 years old, I just I watched Part 2 religiously. So it does have a very special place in my heart. And, and my first wife even, my first wife really liked Friday the 13th Part 2. So it was like... Which one do you want to watch? I want to watch part two. Okay. And I don't know whether that was because, uh, you know, Paul was a handsome man or whether it was because it's got some really decent nudity, like full frontal nudity in Friday the 13th part two. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't even remember when I got to this movie first because I know my first movies I saw were uh, like my mom's friend had a bunch of things on tape and occasionally I would get to borrow them. And I know I started with uh, part five, three, and one. Mm-hmm. So I started out in a really weird section. So uh, it never, ever, ever, ever bothered me that Jason wasn't Jason when we get to part five because that's where I started with. I was like, oh, right. maybe it's like fucking uh, Scooby-Doo. There's a different guy as Jason every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it this time? Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, it's Roy Burns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those pesky <laughs> kids throwing me off onto the combine. <laughs> So, hey man, yeah, we'll get to five, but five is fucking awesome. Oh, so. yes, we will love the shit out of five when we get there. But I cannot place when I got to see part two for the first time. It's in a real blurry area where I'm like, I have no idea when I got to it. And I have had the chance to see this in a theater setting uh, once or twice. And it's, it's again, it's not a bad movie. It's just one I don't get to a great deal of times. I don't know why. See, and my brain is hazy because you're talking about seeing it in theaters. Did we see it in theaters together? When we what three Fridays in, in a row did we watch in that marathon? <laughs> see, that's where I'm like, fuck. I know we saw Jason X and the and, remake. Uh, and the remake, yeah. I don't know what the first one was. <laughs> it might could have been two, or it probably was four. I think, no, it was four. It was four. It was four. Okay. I was like, so four seen... sounds like it is a strong possibility because that's an early, like a lot of the, like, if you you, need, you have the chances like have a screening of these movies and you're and it's within the first half of the series, a lot of times it's like we're gonna show parts two and four because those seem to be fan favorites of the, uh, yeah, of the early ones for sure. 
Yeah, because they're, uh, they're the changing of the guard, right? You got yeah. Friday 2, where we first get Jason. And, um, you know, so he's Baghead Jason. And then you get Part 4, where it's like the mask is already established. So uh, every time you see him, it's Mask Jason. And it's... Um, it's a much more fun movie than part three. I'm just going to say it. Part four is it's, I I don't know what it is, man, but, but part four is rapid fire fun. And part three, it's, it plods a little bit. And I think that's just because it feels older, which we've talked about on numerous occasions about some of these Friday, the 13th movies. Like how does Friday, the 13th part six feel like it came out after Friday, the 13th part seven. Part seven has a very like muted tone, like color wise, and doesn't seem so vibrant and MTV esque. And Jason Lives is so vibrant and fun, it just seems newer. Seems like a '90s movie, even though it was '86. That's the difference between McLaughlin and uh, Mr. Beekler on that. But yep. I did get to see this in the theater. It was a double feature at the uh, local theater. They had a summer camp night theme so it was this and sleepaway camp was it was the double feature oh boy so, yeah and then a separate time <laughs> they played this at the same same theater so we got to see i watched about half of it that time because it was a it was like a it was a multi-movie screening thing at the time we were doing the men behind the masks thing so we'd wrapped up and went into the theater and it was a really small theater and we didn't stay for the whole thing because they didn't have the volume adjusted like well for my old man ears so it was really fucking loud so i was like i don't know if i want to sit through this whole movie in this tiny theater while these things are the the it's too loud it's supposed to be that loud if it's too loud you're too old well we're old i'm too old like <laughs> like this this is uncomfortable man <laughs> but it, are my ears supposed to be bleeding <laughs> you're being a little rough with my stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm just put on some hoodie and the blowfish or something i need to... This is too much for me to handle. And this is the infamous, uh, we have two guys, well, one guy mostly playing Jason, and then another guy coming in for the stunt work, and for a number of years. And then running with it, yeah. Yeah, the guy that did the stunt jump at the end, uh, I'm blanking on that dude's name. Warrington Gillette. Warrington, yeah, because I'm always like Warrington Gillette, like the fucking razor blade, like the Gillette company. Yeah, he did the jump through the window bit and then he kind of ran with the well I was fucking Jason the whole time and then we have uh, Steve Dash uh, the man R.I.P. Steve Dash which that's not even his like full last name like his real Dashowitz <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's a long name but he's like just just call it call me Steve Dash Dash such a no bullshit kind of guy too which mm-hmm. we'll tell this story with uh, progressively with when we get to it but we we were both fans of watching Horace, uh, Horace Hallow Ground, some of these YouTube shows. And Adam Green had a show where he did a Scary Sleepover. And he had Derek Mears on the show who had ended up playing Jason in the remake. He ended up buying some of uh, those edible crickets that are flavored crickets and eating them on the show. So <laughs> we thought that would be a goofy thing to do to bring to different Jason characters and Friday the 13th characters to see if they would eat random edible insects and bugs with this and uh, we'll get to it when we get to we tried this with uh, several of the stars of this series including kane cj Derek, and uh and rob from part four but uh, at the point we got to steve dash 
<laughs> we tried to. Was it the tarantula or the scorpion? I don't remember. We didn't get the tarantula. Uh, it was the scorpion. It was scorpions. It was scorpions. Is these little scorpions, and we rolled up to him, and he's cool as shit too, like almost mob level, like a cool level guy. Like we're like, you feel free to say no to this, and then we started explaining like we've done this thing with Jason's where we eat eat these edible bugs for pictures and stuff, and would you and we didn't even finish it, like our proposal, and he's shaking his head, no, no, fuck no, I'm not doing none of that. I ain't eating no fucking bugs. I'm not eating no fucking bugs. This stupid bullshit. Who knows <laughs> what he was saying to his fucking handler after we let him? Like, you believe this fucking shit? People want me to eat goddamn <laughs> bugs and stuff. I come here for this. This is what I come here for. People are gonna pay me money to eat bugs with me and shit. God, it was glorious. But dude, yeah, go, going back to the Warrington Gillette thing. Now, I want to take you back to high school, right? When I was in high school, ah yes. Uh, and I think that think the website still stands, but it was uh, Friday the Thirteenth Films dot com. <laughs> and on that website, uh, it had like you know, cast and crew of each movie. Uh, certain stars had email addresses and stuff. Um, it had Jason's body count, had all this cool stuff, behind the scenes, photos, whatnot. On that website, I can remember it clear as day because I printed out um, all the people like who played Jason. And on that website, when I was in high school, that's all it said was Warrington Gillette was <laughs> Jason in, in Friday the 13th Part 2. So... That got to be one of those things where I would, like, in high school, I would go, Ari Lehman, Warrington Gillette, Richard Brooker, Ted White, uh, Dick Weenan, uh, C.J. Graham, Kane Hodder. You know what I mean? I would just say their names over and over again. Like, this is who did this. This is who did this. This is who did this. And it wasn't until, I think, either his name was Jason, because that was first, right? His name was Jason was first, then yeah. Crystal Lake Memories. Um gave me the kind of glimpse into the fact that Steve Dash was even a person. Because, like, I don't remember ever hearing anything about him when I was in high school. Quick sidebar, the FridayThe13thFilms.com website cannot be reached at this time. Oh, boom. So I could Sad just have I could just have bad internet right there, but as far as uh, my phone is telling me, is that is not something I can access. Because, dude, I lived on that site when I was in high school because it had a forum. See. A message board, you know, and I'd be like, oh. I would be post-high school. I lived on the Fangoria news page waiting for the information on Freddy vs. Jason. And here seeing the post of Kane Hodder is officially out of the movie. And you're like, <gasps> And then I would take 14 days to download the three-minute trailer and just watch it over <laughs> and over again. Then delete it. And the next day I have to download that 14 hours all over again. My favorite was when you would download it to play on the real player but it had to download each time you clicked play yep <laughs> yep the screen was like two inches you couldn't make it any bigger no bigger but god damn it i would <laughs> i would sit there for hours and be like it's gonna be awesome when it's done i'm gonna watch it again it's gonna be so fucking sweet see it's a wonder and we you know we've always been separated by miles but God damn it, if we would have just connected <laughs> on one of those message boards, the, the friendship could have been 20 years strong. <laughs> uh, we'd still be in the same place I think we are right now. <laughs> I don't think yeah. much is, we did a lot of catching up in the time frame that was missed. 
you might have bunk beds if if we had met in 2003 i had bunk beds <laughs> back then <laughs> that was the only one in the house so like just it's for when i have a friend that you know everyone wants to come over and stay the night i don't know who it's gonna be but one of these days <laughs> someone will come over i'm gonna just I rotate had- bunks I had bunk beds when I was <laughs> when, I, when I was when I was like twelve. I had bunk beds in case I had a friend, and I never had a friend. Yup. <laughs> I eventually would just sleep on the bottom bunk, and I drape sheets over the top bunk. So ah, it's make like a fort. Yep, it's a fort. Make my cheap ass fort out of it, and just put my little TV that I occasionally get at the end of it on a little table. We, we totally got sidetracked from Friday too, but listen, I did the same thing, and I can remember a very specific weekend. Uh, USA was playing Child's Play two and three, and I can remember being in my fort of my bunk bed watching Child's Play two and three back to back. I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. My closest uh, I can claim to that exact feeling is uh, I was sick. Uh, for like three days home with like a cold bug and I was watching Stephen King's The Stand. <laughs> it took three days to watch The Stand. <laughs> Just laying in bed miserable on my bunk bed fort watching The Stand on a little like <laughs> fucking eight inch TV. When I was a kid, I used to lay in my twin size bed wondering where my brother was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, back to Friday the 13th part two. Um... Speaking I of don't people, know. well, I was gonna say, speaking of more people, I can't remember their fucking names, but the dude that's in this and is also in Christine that Stu lives, Charno, yeah, like the fucking goofy party guy, the dude who plays the practical joke, he is destined to die, but that dude escapes this movie and Christine. He lives through both movies, and that dude is yep. part of the protocol of someone that's supposed to die. He's in the costume and jumps out and scares everyone, like. That dude's clearly fucking dead. He lives. That, he's toast. Yeah, he's toast. But nope, he makes it. Um, I do. I love Stu Charno. He's cool. Is he in the Wraith too? I no. don't think he's in the Wraith. But man, nope. you, you would not be. I would not be surprised if I go back and watch it, and he's in the fucking background, like at the diner or the 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 uh, the restaurant that they go to where the girls are on the rollerblades. Like I could totally see him hanging out there by the Christine car. For some reason, I thought he was part of uh, the the bike or not the bike, the car gang in the Wraith. But I just get him, you know, I get a little bit of that and Christine confused. Maybe he auditioned for Clint Howard's role, and then they're like, "Well, Clint Howard auditioned, so clearly he's going to get the job." You're... You lose your race, you lose your car. Yeah, <laughs> that was underrated good. as fuck. <laughs> Getting a Blu-ray release finally too. Thank God, because that movie is definitely underrated as fuck. You like The Crow? You like The 80s? Watch The Wraith. Thank us later. Mm-hmm. There's there's more tits in The Wraith than there are in The Crow. Two, also, just saying, and better music. I already said that once before. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> well, it can't rain all the time. Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, but another thing, you know, since we're talking about boobs, boobage, uh, is we got to talk a little bit about the actress who plays Sandra, which this was all this is all relatively new to me over the past year, yeah. which we've kind of discovered this. Yeah, Colt Forty Five cued me in on this too. So kudos again to those guys for that information. That uh, the actress who played Sandra was underage, dun, dun, dun. sixteen or something, and lied and said she was eighteen. So they filmed a very extensive uh, sex scene between her and Jeff, 
And uh, if you look at it, boy, it looks like a Pepsi commercial. She's just sucking on his Adam's apple and, you know, there's no no boobage because you go to prison for showing those boobs. And um, and uh, I feel horrible because for years I was like, man, how come she didn't have any scenes where stuff like that is mm-hmm. showing? Like, She's attractive. And, then and that's what's weird. You're like, oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're a child, you know, so. That's really weird, and uh, but that's no different than like uh, uh, Tiffany Shepis being in uh, Tromeo and Juliet and lying that for, first of all she lied that she was like a black belt in karate. They <laughs> asked her if she could do a karate stunt, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm a black belt." That's and hilarious. And then she also lied about her age so she could be in that movie. Um, but Tiffany Shepis is, you know, she's as game as game gets. She's known for being nude a lot of the time she's got a very extensive catalog of films where she gets nude very matter-of-factly like Linnea Quigley that's hilarious uh, that she's like yeah I'm old enough and I know karate (laughs) (laughs) I am a black belt (laughs) yeah carry around a card that says you're a black belt or some shit (laughs) I am 21 and a current black belt in taekwondo I never said I was the only world champion (laughs) I said I was the local world champion Oh god damn it. Yeah. So, uh back to Friday the 13th. Uh I mean, we're still there. We're just like we're we're, we're, we're still over the place. we're still trying to just grasp that concept of that was an underage underage girl yes. that is that we at at one point were like, "Man, shame she didn't we don't see more of her." And then we're like, "Never mm-hmm. mind, never mind, never mind." And yeah, it's Yeah, I didn't say that. Don't put me on a list. I didn't say that. And what's the weirdest <laughs> aspect is it's it's like it's almost in a weird way the opposite for like Danielle Harris because we saw Danielle Harris at like twelve, and then mm-hmm. we see her in the Halloween remake and today, and now she's very very flauntly not hardly wearing any clothes and I'm like, you look great, but there's still like twelve percent fifteen percent of me that's like, I knew you when you were a little kid. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, like. Even You're weird, pretty, but and another weird one that also hit that same spot was the fucking girl from Little Giants. Apparently, she's in like the Masters of Sex show or whatever it was, and you get to see all of Icebox. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know that I want to see that. I can provide uh, you with that if uh... you might just post that in the Discord, I guess. <laughs> but uh, that's for everybody, not just for me. And she's of age in these <laughs> photographs. Um, yeah, this was in the Lord. last couple of years that that happened. Okay, but going Thank back, God, going cause... back to that uh, uncomfortable list, that she's a part of the uh, shish kebab kill, which is probably outside of the wheelchair the most well-known kill that's in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where the movie really picks up steam, too. I mean, I know we're almost to the end of the podcast, but uh, the movie really, really ramps up when you have. Uh, the counselors leave to go have their one last night on the town. Yep. And then Jason kind of converges on Pakanak and starts bumping people off. Um, like I said at the top of the hour, some off screen, some just, you know, look at the camera and scream or whatever. But, uh, you know, then there's a handful of really decent kills, namely the, uh, the shish kebab, the throat slash... <laughs> the throat slash from using the wrong side of the knife. <laughs> right. And those are those are really about the most effect-heavy kills in Friday 2. Um that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, they don't they don't spread it out like 
evenly across the board. Like, we're just going to blow our wads on these shots here. And it's cool. Maybe they'll talk about those years down the road kind of thing. And and it, it fucking worked. I mean, there's here we are now. How many years past Friday the 13th Part 2? Still talking about where they went all out for these few kills they did. Yeah, and but oddly enough, to me, I think the one that's the most effective, and I know we've talked about this, is uh, is the brown panty girl who comes back in looking for uh, Mark and then kind of goes upstairs looking for Sandra and Jeff and finds Jason under the sheet, you know, pulling the old hockstetter, hiding under the blanket on the floor type of deal. That's where he got that idea. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, you just get this POV shot of this hand with these black fingernails holding <laughs> this butcher knife. Just converging on her and then going out of frame. You know, you, you see no penetration. You see nothing like that. But the way that she kind of bites her lip and starts bleeding, like, it's really effective. To me, it's like, you know, she backs up as far as she can back up. She's trapped. Jeff's body's behind her. There's a whole lot of emotion going on in that scene. And you don't need a you know a geyser of blood flying at the camera. I I, I credit whoever casted casted her because she has one of the most innocent faces uh, ever. Like she just mm-hmm. has a face where you like you don't want anything bad to happen to her because she just looks innocent as shit. Like yeah, you just don't want anything bad to happen to her, and she's unfortunately going to get the worst end of it. A slow death with this fucking knife coming down at you. Mm-hmm. That you like partially, you're like, oh, she don't deserve that. Yeah, she's very sweet in the movie, you know. Um, and it's not like uh, she likes Mark out of pity or anything. You know what I mean? No, she generally likes him. Yeah, and, and so they have this real connection. They like each other. There's not like alcohol involved. They're not like wasted and hooking up. No, they're you playing know? fucking they just, handheld video games. Yeah, they connect. It's a real, like, it feels like a real connection. And it feels uh, not scripted. It doesn't feel like bullshit. And it's very organic and very sweet. And then they fucking murder her. And the and the gnarliest part about it is after she's dead and he's dragging her down the steps. Just thunk, 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 thunk. Like, dude, it's so effective. And the Friday the 13th franchise doesn't ever really like uh, sway back to that level of horror and it's not like that's not a horrifying scene in the in the grand scheme of things you just don't feel as bad for other characters and we're gonna have a lot of more people that's mm-hmm. gonna get killed they were like yeah <laughs> yeah they're just they're just fodder right and, yeah and nine times out of ten that's all a character in a Friday the 13th movie is that gets bumped off they're just oh yeah they're obnoxious or whatever but those two in particular, uh, Sandra, or not Sandra and Jeff, uh, whatever, wheelchair and, and brown panty. Um, <laughs> it's like code. Uh, yeah. But the, but they're, they're, I guess part of the reason why they're, that chemistry may work so well is because she tried, she was genuinely taken by that guy in real life and tried, you know, to uh, try to hook up with him in real life. Apparently he, he was one of those fellows that just swung the other way. So mm. uh, she's like, well, damn that didn't work yeah but i feel like she's very much the character she played in the movie because they talk about being on location and even like her being alone in a cabin and like some of the cast members scratching and shit on the doors trying to freak her out and she hyperventilates and passes out 
<laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't feel she's acting a great deal in the character she portrays. Like, I feel like it's very much her on the screen there. And she, again, yeah, she's she may be the last character in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise that gets killed. That we're like, oh man. Yeah, there aren't many. Uh, I'll have to. Uh, I want really to see. I'm gonna test that. We're gonna. Well, we'll be rewatching, of course, these movies uh, before we uh, finish off the series for refreshers. I'm gonna look and see if there's another character that reaches that level. I, I, I'm putting my money on now that I won't find one, but who knows? I got one. I got one. I might as well just one? bring it out. No, no, save uh, it. Save it for when we okay. get to it. All right, all right, I'll save it. Um, yeah, but the Brown so Panty spent- Award. Maybe that should be the yeah. next thing we. We give out the Brown Panty Award for the character that dies that we just didn't want to see go. Yeah, I'm down with that. I like that. That's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. You yeah. heard it here first, folks. It just was born out of uh, out of the blue. The Brown yes. Panty Award. The Brown Panty. Out of the brown, if you will. <laughs> yes. That sounds gross. They will add. <laughs> yes, we officially maybe added a new game. If we can remember it, we record for part three. We will make it an official part of the game. Is who Write wins that the brown down panty? On your notebook award. and journal. Yeah, my. Write it. Write that shit <laughs> down. The brown panty award. <laughs> um, well, we did spend nearly an hour, kind of gushing and rambling about things in this movie, surrounding this movie, yada yada. But I suppose that means it's time to move on to the next segment. So evil. Where, where are we going? What are we doing? Well, we've seen we've seen the good side. We've talked about all the things that that are fun about this movie. We sidetracked a great deal, but we we shine a, a pretty light on Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. But sometimes that light can burn a little too bright, can burn a little harshly. <laughs> you maybe see things you don't want to see, and sometimes too close to the sun, baby. Yeah, sometimes you get a little too close to the sun and get scorched. So. We can't leave until we scorch Friday the 13th Part 2 a little bit, so that means it's time we check out the Amazon One Star Reviews. Hated it! Alright. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, if you recall, uh, it was a good good while ago we did uh, a video on our uh, YouTube channel where we read some Friday the 13th Part 2 One Star Reviews uh live and in person so I don't know I, I, I didn't go back to rewatch to see if these are rehashed <laughs> but I just grabbed some anyway so we're just gonna go with it so Pam B on September like 12th plan B. Pam B plan B not plan B Pam B alright you say A Blinken no I said hey Blinken <laughs> September 12th 2018 one star not happy order was placed by accident then I could not cancel it, so basically paid for this, but I did not want this item. <laughs> Just embrace it. <laughs> oh, fuck, I couldn't. How do I cancel? Cancel, cancel, right there, part two. Oh, shit, it's on its way. <laughs> I can't return it. Where am I going to return something in 2018? Cost me $100 to return something. Yeah. That's a $100 label. Yeah. <laughs> they don't put no bourbon on it or nothing. <laughs> You just say I gotta spend a hundred dollars to send back Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. You don't put a gold wrapper around it or nothing. <laughs> Pam B not happy she got this movie, not to pay for it apparently. All right, next up we got Stefan Hayes on May twenty fifth, twenty ten. Woo! God damn! 
Yeah, how do you feel about that being 11 years ago? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. All right, so we'll just say one star once again, Paramount. Dot, dot, dot. This review is for this format release only. This classic Steve Miner film is given nothing by the transfer to Blu-ray. Do not waste your cash. The special edition DVD actually has better picture quality. More homage to the screen quality of 1981. We got a cinephile on our hands. Not not happy about the cinematic grain. <laughs> oh, it's not cleaned up as much as I wanted it to be. Just wait for the 4K release, sir. Oh boy, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Alright, next up we got E. Barrios. On August 23rd, 2007. One star. You've got to be kidding. I can't believe Paramount has the you-know-what to release these two classics in their butchered versions again. What the hell is it with them already? Die hard. Friday the 13th fans are ready to open their wallets for an uncut pressing of these films what's the matter paramount you're not feeling well if it weren't <laughs> for the fact that they control star trek i have bo i would have boycotted them a long time ago <laughs> thankfully i own a pal pal release of the first movie which was distributed by warner it's great go and get yourself a copy while you're at it get a multi-region uh player as well so you can watch the dvd let me go before I say something I'll regret. <laughs> that dude's just salty that he didn't get uh, Star Mummy. <laughs> I like that he's like, I would boycott this shit if it wasn't for Star Trek anchoring me fucking albatross <laughs> around my neck. <laughs> Next on up, we got William M. Goodwin on April 29th, 2002. Good God! One star. Will the real J? Will the re Will the real Jason please stand up and die? <laughs> well, here we go again with sequels. Friday the Thirteenth should have ended with this one. What is the point of making more sequels for a movie like this, except to getting people into buying them? I mean, how many different ways can our pal Jason hack up dope, dopey teenagers? Barry uh, Jersey lingo there, dopey, dopey, dopey. How many more? Dopey, fuck yeah. How many more times is he going to come back to life? Once this is his first time. <laughs> yeah. Once would have been enough. This was it. <laughs> Once again, get imaginative, Mr. Producers, Director, Film Company. Need I make a suggestion? More? Well? Fucking dildo. <laughs> uh, Alright, I don't know how I'm going to convey how this is said here, but this is from uh, Chris on November 3rd, 2003. No I don't know that guy. <laughs> uh, awful! It's awful, but it has... I'm going to just say 28 exclamation points behind Good it. Lord. Worst movie ever. 
these were certainly a carbon copy of the terrific Halloween movies, just not good. Shush it. He's a he's a Halloween fan. Eh, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You can be a Halloween fan. That's cool. Not here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this, 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 this is camp time. Come back in yeah. come back in the fall, fucker. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Last up we got good old Don. Kudos for getting the name Don on uh, on your Amazon review. Just just Don. <laughs> On September 24th, 2012, old Don says, one star, oh no, it's Mr. Potato Sackhead. <laughs> I loved the original Friday the 13th. It was absolutely terrifying. He had a great backstory, great scary moments, cool creepy villain and Mrs. Voorhees, and somewhat believable setting. But, oh my word, part two stinks to high heaven. As do the rest of the Friday the 13th movies after the first film, Jason was never, never scary. But in this film, he's not only unscary, he is a total joke. Who the hell would be afraid of some big oaf with a potato sack over his head? It's just stupid. An entire generation of movie watchers, you fuck. This entire movie is stupid. Why was there e ever even made? Why was this ever even made? They never should have made any sequels to Friday the 13th. They should have ended it with the original because that's the only good one in the series. <laughs> Fine. Wow, that that person was grumpy, grumpy Gus, man. That's someone who just does not like potato sacks. And I wonder what Damn right. what movie he what how his order of movies watched could cuz yeah, he's bitching about Will they quit bringing this guy back? And this is part two. <laughs> what the hell? That's the same guy that's like, bitches at a restaurant. I've been coming here for 20 years. We've only been open 10, sir. <laughs> is that the end of the Amazon one-star reviews, Evil? That, that is all the one-star reviews I have for Friday the 13th Part 2 today. If you want more, check out our uh, one-star video that is a standalone in our YouTube section if you want some more one-stars read uh, in person, next to Roger, reacting for the first time. You can't hear him, but you can see him. Excellent plug. Excellent plug. I do that. Um, so, well, now that we're done with our Amazon one-star reviews, I guess it's time to move on to the last segment. The last segment, the final segment. Again, it's not Hammer time. It's not Vader time. But it is time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. You know you play it. It's all about an I don't know sackhead coming to get me. <laughs> oh, sackhead, baby. A uh, brief plot synopsis of the, the prop game is you have to pick a prop from the film but it cannot be an obvious prop. You gotta pick something that isn't considered a deep cut, something uh, low on the totem pole. You can't take Jason's sack mask. Be unique, goddammit. <laughs> be unique, be different, and, uh, you know, get a little something from the movie that's weird, that you like. <laughs> so, uh, I think I went first. No, I didn't go first last time. No, yeah, I went first last time, so you go first this time. 
Oh boy. Uh, unless, there's a couple of things. Say, unless you want me to go first, because I have mine. And my, I've already mentioned mine a little bit, and I love my weird ass shit one. I got a couple ideas kind of floating around in the in the old noggin, but uh, you know, I think I'm gonna keep this uh, crotch related because <laughs> I believe in the first one I picked uh, Kevin Bacon's speedo. So for this movie, I think I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Vicky's uh, crotch perfume. Oh, the perfume, not the panties itself. Not the panties themselves, just her hoo ha spray. You know, the old the old fish or fresh fish spray, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> the fish spray. <laughs> they fly eggs. <laughs> hey, that is good. <laughs> That's a that's a cut for next week, but man, I I thought where you're leading with you're like oh he's taking the panties he's taking the brown panties, but no once the perfume, that's excellent that's that's what this game was built for is is is, is uh, prop picks like that. And just imagine coming down into the video store, you're like, what is that splendiferous odor? And I'm like, oh pussy, uh, Friday, <laughs> yeah that's Friday the Thirteenth Two's uh, pussy spray. <laughs> That's, you need to spit tobacco before you're like, pussy. <laughs> Smells almost as good as a new car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is Jersey talk right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you then, bitch. Uh, you know, no, no offense to any of our listeners who are from or around in or around Jersey. <laughs> Definitely leave comments or something if you're a Jersey listener, and I would love to know we have a Jersey listener. <laughs> Again, like we said last week, if you have any Friday the 13th related stories or things you want to tell about your experiences with these movies, uh, shoot them to us through email some way or another, and we will tell your tales, play your audio, something. Like, we want to hear, we want to hear any listeners' stories on their experiences seeing these movies uh, for the first time or just oddball stories you may have definitely tell us if you're from jersey and seeing friday the 13th tell us about it all right evil so it's uh it's up to you it's your prop now my prop now i was le- i was toying with the idea of taking the hammer for a Ooh. little bit i thought the hammer would be a cool because that's an that's just a goofy kill to me the face the sheriff has <laughs> when he's hit with that fucking claw hammer but you know i can't but just because it makes no fucking sense to me and I'd love to have it just to tell the story, I want that fucking toilet that's in his shack. <laughs> Dude, you know what I really was worried about when I, I knew we were going to cover this? I really thought both of us were going to pick uh, Mark's handheld uh, games. <laughs> no, it didn't even come close to my mind. That's like The one with the puck. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was leaning a little bit towards the hammer and I was like why does he have a toilet in this thing it's like it's the dumbest <laughs> shit I want Jason shitter <laughs> the one time I love it the one time Jason Voorhees is taking a shit is in this thing it's like I want that that's touch uh, Voorhees butt cheeks oh my god that's fucking comedy gold I could see just a random toilet over in the corner of your set like what is that that's where Jason takes shits. <laughs> you know, we the sidebar, we actually have an old toilet that we had in the house that we uh, took out. And we actually put it outside on the side of the house and put it as like a, a makeshift flower pot and put plants and shit in it. But I think since then those plants have died out. So I could bring that toilet back in here 
And if I end up hose getting, it out, yeah, hose it all out, clean it up, and then make it look dirty, and then get me a, <laughs> a flimsy ass mannequin and dress it like Sackhead and just sit him on that fucking toilet. <laughs> Overalls around his ankles and shit. Reading a Fangoria, taking a fucking <laughs> big old greasy shit. There's there's my prop to make for the basement. Just I can I can work on making that. Like I'm gonna make a true to life oh Friday God. the Thirteenth. Jason taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jason takes Manhattan. No. Nope. Jason takes Mira Laxon. <laughs> J- Jason is Jason has had several tacos and he had it in a tub. Taco night. Taco Bell. Chalupas. <laughs> He's got a beef, uh, uh, a burrito supreme hollering back at him, so he's gonna be a little while. <laughs> he also had a brand muffin or a dog muffin, whatever you want. <laughs> Three brand muffins and one strong cup of coffee. Yeah, we, you know, uh, all bullshit aside, I do think that, uh, I think that whole thing with him jumping through the window, I think that's all bullshit. Uh, I think Muffin did get fucking eaten. Because that's when they show that dead dog, that's not a flashback. That dog doesn't even look eaten. It looks like it ate a hand grenade and blew up. <laughs> uh, Jason dumped fucking like Drano down its mouth. That dog exploded. <laughs> that's a, I've seen way worse dead dog props, man. I should have took I should have took fucking the muffin dog prop. That should have been my fucking. That's prop. in pieces and shit, man. <laughs> It looks kind of like the cat that is fr- fucking fried in Christmas Vacation. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's glorious. But, uh, alright, I've, I've done my prop, you've done your prop, and I suppose if you're listening, uh, you know, find us on social media. If you're a Patreon, comment, let us know what prop you would take from this movie. Um, also, if you're a Patreon, um, you can request that we cover certain movies. But it's gonna be a hot minute because we are trudging through. We're the still Crystal Lake. We're still at the tip, but we're gonna be getting mm. shaft deep here. And we keep going. We're we will not falter. We are gonna continue on the deep cut podcast that we burn through every Friday the Thirteenth movie, including the versus, including the reboot, and we're gonna wrap it all up talking about the game that came out a few years ago and how much we love playing it. So we'll be thirteen episodes at Camp Blood. Live it, love it, enjoy it. <laughs> all right, guys, and I suppose on that note, we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us, right? Where is Paul? <laughs> <laughs>